Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. It's that time of the night. And by the way, can I mention to you after I'm finished doing this, it is your time of the night. Well, Jane calls it Niall's special time. Um, and if you want to get your calls in now, you can, because we've had a flood of calls recently in relation to this. So all you got to do is WhatsApp or text the word, let me on. And it, come on the air, tell me a joke, sing me a song, tell me something positive, but just make me feel good. It's the end of the night. We don't want to hear any sad stories. We do want my mom to come on the other night and tell us about our granny dying. And then what she missed her. I mean, that's not really what we're talking about. Do you understand what I'm saying? Feel good stuff. But first... And if you want to do that, by the way, all you got to do is WhatsApp or text 087-188-0008. As I said, it is that time of the night. Um, we'd like to have an interesting guest. And who could be more interesting than a working, or I should I say, a sex working adult who is a content, an adult content creator from Australia. Maybe they were watching the World Cup, by the way, and Ireland sadly losing 1-0. Anyway, Jenna Love has been a sex worker for over one decade mostly as an independent full-service sex worker and online adult content creator, but also with experience in brothels and massage parlours. She's the president of the Scarlet Alliance, Australian Sex Workers Association, and is the co-host and producer of Sex Industries podcast, Somebody You Love, which, by the way, was the finalist in the Australian Podcast Awards in the Sex and Relationships category. So she's well-known and doing quite well by the sounds of things. She's a pansexual, polyamorous cat mother. <laughs> There's always an old cat mom everywhere, isn't there? People just love their cats. And has been with her husband for nearly 14 years. Jenna, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Now, here's the thing. When I said to my producer earlier on, and, and please mm. don't take this as an insult. I don't want you to take it as an insult. <laughs> I, I said, okay. does that mean she's a porn star? And she went, no, no, content creator. So I said, well, then that's just because we're in the digital age nowadays. Is that the same thing? Is that an insult, by the way? Is that insulting? Um, no, I, I mean, I don't personally find it insulting. I, you know, I'm sure there's somebody who does find it insulting. There's, there's always someone. <laughs> no, but um, People I are think... always ready to take insults and take offense to everything. Oh, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think that for me, the, 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 the slight difference is I would describe a porn star or a porn performer as somebody who works with porn companies, okay. somebody who is hired, to, whereas a content creator is somebody who is creating their own okay. porn, so which is what I do. So self-employed, essentially. So You're, very yeah. similar. Yeah. Okay. So, so, similar. so at what yeah. point or what age were you, Jenna, when you said to yourself, this is the oh. industry I want to go into, this is what I love? I mean, were you already like a nymphomaniac and you just decided I could make money out of my favorite hobby in the whole world. I mean, you what? know, no. I mean, I actually, so there's, there's two steps there. So I, I got into the industry, I think I was 23, um, which was just over 10 years ago. Um, and I, you know, I, I started doing the work because my husband and I, um, got into a bit of a crappy financial situation. Both of our cars got written off in the same week, and we we just went. We got to do something. I was studying at the time, and um, and it was something I'd always been fascinated by the industry. Mm-hmm. It had always appealed to me, um, uh, but I definitely wouldn't say I'm I'm a nympho, and I think that's a pretty common misconception. Is that? Well, um, you, well you've got to enjoy you know, I mean, sex. sex. Yeah, yeah you got well, to enjoy. Who, it. Yes. 
I mean, most of us like sex, right? You know, and I do. <laughs> yeah. But I wouldn't say it was something that I, um, you know, like my, my home life, like a lot of my clients, they go, oh, God, your husband, how does he keep up with you? And I go, well, we just have a normal, we've been together 14 years. Like, we don't have sex that often. It's, you know, it's just a normal, like, I'm just a normal person. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I'm but, always yeah. curious about that. When you have clients and... Mm-hmm. If it's not personal, you know, and if there's any personal questions I ask you and you don't want to answer, please refrain from answering because I, I, I tend oh, look, to... my work is personal, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> what's the most amount of clients you would have had in one night? Um, okay. First of all, I'm going to stop you there on night because I tend to work during the day. Okay, day. Um, okay. Which a lot of us do. Um, but I would say when I did work in a brothel, I think, and this is it's quite a lot, but I think one day I had nine or ten. Okay. Which was a lot. Um, so, the que- no, so my next question. Here's my next question, based on mm, that question. Mm, yep. So you've had ten yep. clients in a day, let's say max, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you go home yep. after a hard day's work because it's a job. It's just like any other job. It's a job, right? You go home, mm, and then mm. your husband is like, "All right, Jenna, how are you feeling? I'm feeling a little bit horny." So, no, so no, how? So does that affect? Not. Does that affect your sex? <laughs> does that affect your sex life? Look, I think in some ways, you know, there's uh, in some ways it affects it in a positive way where there's sometimes I find the more sex I'm having, the more I want it. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's the kind of thing that if I'm on a break from work, I can kind of forget that it exists. Okay. So sometimes it can. And if, you know, if I have a really exciting experience at work, I might sort of bring that home and say, oh, let's try this. I did this and it was amazing. You know, so it can actually be um, a positive with that. But yeah, there are certainly times when I'm like, no, I don't need anyone near my bits, you know. Yeah. Um. So that is a, a factor. But it, but again, it, as you said, it's the same as any job. Anyone that's worked a long day at work comes home and they're wrecked, and they don't want, yeah. you know, they don't want to have to go through the whole thing and then have a shower afterwards, and you know, yeah, it's the whole thing sometimes. But was it was it difficult when you're not new, newly in a relationship? <laughs> I mean, having sex with strangers, right? Now, some of them are probably good-looking mm. guys, you know, handsome-looking men mm-hmm. like myself, mm-hmm. and and other. <laughs> I'm just saying that I'm 59. I'm past the handsome stage. <laughs> anyway, but but and other ones, I'm sure, walk into the room and you go, "Oh my god, oh god, oh I'd rather oh." You know, you know the kind of person you, you kind of you end up sleeping with, and you, you rather than wake them up the next morning, you'd rather eat your own arm off. You know what I mean? So, have you ever have you ever been with a client and you're going like, oh, just can't wait till this ends. Oh, please just finish up there, please. You know, I mean, surely there was oh, guys look, you hated. There, I, again, I will say I do see um, people of all genders, so it's not just men, but you know, the, the majority is men, um, and. The yes, absolutely. There are bookings that I just am counting down the seconds, but it's not based on someone's physical appearance. Mm. You know, the reason why you and and most sex workers, I think, would say the same. Um, you know, if somebody is hygienic, respectful, um, you know, has a has a decent kind of personality, is easy to chat to. Um, all those things are amazing. If they don't have those qualities, then yeah. You're really dreading it, you know. If someone's is obnoxiously rude, smelly, you. yeah, or if they're an asshole, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or even if you know, sometimes because you, even if you're talking about just like an hour-long booking, the sex doesn't go for an hour, right? You've no. got 
however many minutes of sex. And so you're doing don't, a don't lot know, of don't know the guys you're a, a, a couple of minutes. I don't know the guys you're meeting. Yeah, but well, I, some <laughs> people, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And you might do it twice in yeah. the hour if they're able to do that. But you still got there's a lot of other stuff going on. So there's a lot of talking, um, and you know sometimes like I, I'm quite. I'm quite a political person, so you know sometimes something comes out of their mouths that I think, oh God, I don't. There's not enough money in the world that could make me want to touch you, you well, know. Yeah. But I'm like, well, I'm already here, yeah, I'm so not I going, won't see them again. I'm but... not going. I'm not going near him. He likes the Australian Prime Minister. I hate him already. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, does it change your opinion of men or, or women or people who use sex workers, primarily men, obviously? But does yeah. it change your opinion of men? Does it change my opinion? I think, um, you know, I've been doing it for a long time now, but I definitely had a massive learning experience when I first started because I feel really ridiculous saying it, but before I started in sex work, I didn't think that men um, were conscious, self-conscious about their appearance. I didn't think they worried about the way they looked or their, their body or, or, um, or how they were in bed. And what I discovered was... And I feel silly saying it, but men are exactly as self-conscious as women. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, I've had plenty of clients that kind of don't want to take their T-shirt off. They come out of the shower covering up and they're embarrassed about certain things and they feel, you know, it's not unusual for clients to, even though they're paying me, to say, oh, you might not want to see me because of the way I look, you know, which is so heartbreaking. Mm. Um, but it is also comforting to know that we're all in the same boat. Yeah. We've all I, I, got I'm assuming, our body hang up. I'm, with, I'm assuming they worry about their performance as well. That's something they might have yes, a hang up about, yes. you know, they can't get an erection or their performance. 100%. Yep. Yeah. And those sorts of things are so, so common. Inability to, to get or, or stay erect. Um uh, coming in their minds too quickly, which is actually usually quite average, not actually too quickly at all. Um, and delayed ejaculation is a really common one where it's, it's really difficult for them to reach orgasm. Um, and that's one that I feel like isn't talked about all that much, but yeah. that, um, yeah. that can be quite impactful. You know, a lot of people struggle with that and it can really impact on their relationships as well. So are you still um seeing clients are you st or have you moved kind of more into the digital age now at what point did you decide okay uh, this is good i'm working in brothels i'm making good money and i'm assuming you were making good money by the way because there's good money in the industry um but at what point did you decide i'm going to record this i'm going to make little movies out of it and put them up online what when was that point um i think that was in uh, for me 2018 um, that I started doing that, although I had done a little bit in my personal life, just filming things, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and and yes, I mean, I'm I'm quite I'm quite fortunate, and there is some good money to be made. Um, but there's also a lot of people in the industry that are scraping by, um, and I'd say most of us are really just on a, you know, we're just on a standard wage. Like it's not, um, you know, there's the one percent, but but the rest of us are kind of just. Oh, you must be what we do. I mean, it must be okay. Um, I mean, how much? How much would you charge a client for? I don't know. What's it? A half an hour, an hour? What is the average? A half an hour, an hour? I don't know. Um, yeah. Look, oh, I don't know the the equivalent, but I mean, I my rates are are on the higher end, probably. Um, you know, and I charge I charge six hundred dollars an hour Australian. Jesus, that's um, all right. I think I'll go into your business. Is, <laughs> it is. Yeah, good it's luck, okay. Buddy. So it's, that's about four hundred. <laughs> it's about four hundred euro or four hundred and fifty euro, I right. think. Okay, so but that's yep. not bad for yeah, an hour's work. Right. You know what I mean? Most people, it some people wouldn't earn that in a week. But, 
Absolutely, absolutely. But you know, there's a lot of sex workers that aren't getting one hour booking a week, mm. and that's what people don't see. So you go, you know, you think, oh, if that's one hour times that by forty, you're millionaire. Well, 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 well I'm, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming you're not doing it every hour for the whole week, nine to five oh, with God, your lunch, no. with your absolutely lunch in your bag. No. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, you know, I had some brothel days that were a little bit like that, but but not these days. Okay, not. so you went you um, went into the, the kind of the, the creator, the content creator end of it, and the podcasting yeah. as well, of course, which has been really successful. Mm, for you. Yeah, and has the content creation yeah. because, of course, OnlyFans, which is big in Europe, I don't mm. know how big it is in Australia, but it's big in Europe. Oh, has, yeah, it's huge. Has yeah. opened the market. I only spoke to a woman the other day who's now making a really good living, paid for her kids' college fees, everything, mm. all out of OnlyFans. And it's, you know, it's kind of opened up this market for women and people, women feel empowered by it as well, apart from mm-hmm. anything else. I mean, yeah, so, yeah. so are you that. making much money from the content as well now? So for me, um, the content is always secondary. I love the in-person work. That's my, my passion. It's where I feel that's how I found my place there. Um, but, I, you know, the online stuff is great to have kind of a steady, you know, fortnightly income come in um, and I do get a bit of... <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I do, you know, I, I like it. I like the idea of people watching me. I'm a little bit um, exhibitionist y. So I, yeah. I like that. Um, but if, so this is the thing, right? I'm in, uh, I'm trying to think when I wasn't putting any work into it, because I kind of go through phases, because it is a lot of labor. Um, I was, you know, you know, you hear people say, oh, top 1%, top, top whatever. So I was top 10%. Um, and at that time, I was earning my average for the year would have been maybe 25 grand, which is fantastic as an additional income. Yeah. Um, so again, Australia. It's like a bonus. Um, yeah. As a you know, as a supplementary thing. Yeah. Bloody brilliant. As yeah. something that I wasn't putting too much effort in. Fantastic. But what that tells you is that 90% of people on that site are earning less than that, and that's not a living wage. There's absolutely you know I live near Sydney. There's absolutely no way. Um, you could exist on that. No. So, yes, as you said, there are absolutely these people that are in that top 1% um, and they are absolutely raking it in and bloody good on them. But you need, um, you know, the reason why I'm able to earn as much as I do from it is that I have this big following on social media or reasonably big um, and I already had an established name before I started doing it. Um, And all those things really, really help you. you know, and I'm, yeah, I think that there's a lot of people who, who go into it thinking they're going to earn a lot of money. And there's a lot of risks with, with going into creating your own porn and putting that on the internet. A lot of risks. Um, what, are, what, and, are, what are those? Well, yeah. the risks to yourself, I suppose, your own safety, isn't it, as well, too? I'm being yeah, recognized. Yeah, absolutely. That's an element. Yeah. Being recognized, for sure. I mean, I, I get recognized regularly, and it's... Um, interesting because people act really strange around sex workers. Okay. Because um, people are a bit weird about sex. <laughs> Here's a question, right? Um, Here's a question. Have you mm-hmm. ever been out? Okay, say you're in town one day or you're in the, you know, you're at shopping mm-hmm. or whatever it is, and you see a couple walking by and the guy is at one of your, or you've had him as a client at some mm. point. Has that ever happened? I don't think I've seen them together. I'm trying. No, I don't think I've specifically had that situation, but I've absolutely seen clients out in the wild, um, out in the wild, uh, and I've, you know, I have, I've had people 
uh, kind of come into my social sphere yeah. um, who were a previous client and I've gone, oh, good. Um, and I've known that they do have a partner and because, you know, they talk about this stuff in their booking. Yeah. Um, so I've definitely had a lot of interesting encounters, but I haven't Any Irish had to clients? be like, there's the wife. Any Irish clients? Any Irish clients? Yeah. My boyfriend's Scottish. I know that's not the same. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of, I suppose, people talk on a serious note. Like they say, and I've heard people, you know, this argument that people who are attracted to sex work or in the sex work industry do so from a place of trauma. Do you think that's true or is Mm -hmm. there any element of truth in that? No, I think that's absolutely coming from a place of um, stigma. Yeah, I think that um, you know, for one, look around. How many people uh, have have experienced trauma in their lives? Pretty high percentage, I'd say. Yeah. Um, you know, and and if you look at any industry, I imagine there'd be quite a lot of people that have experienced trauma in their lives. Mm. Um, that's that's the fact of life, unfortunately. Um, mm. I would also suggest that. Um, you know, there are elements of the job, like, you know, it can be incredibly flexible. You can earn high sums of money and then take some time off. You know, you can, yeah, the flexibility is huge. And that suits so many people who have disabilities, who have mental health issues, who, you know, might be neurodivergent. So for some things, yeah, people may have some stuff that's making it difficult for them to work a nine to five. And thus, sex work is so much more appropriate for them. So, mm. no, I don't think there's necessarily a higher percentage of people in the sex industry who have experienced trauma. Okay. Um, and, and, and for those who have, yeah. it's a good, it makes sense. And what about, you know, it's the, a good fit. What about the shame? You know, we're kind of always led mm. to believe that we should be ashamed of our sexuality in some way or ashamed of, you know, yeah. sex or fetishes or yeah. whatever it happens to be. Has that ever yeah. entered in? I mean, do, do guys come in and look almost embarrassed, you know what I mean, uh, to ask you to do things? Oh, yeah. Or, you know? Yes. Mm. Yeah, massively. I mean, it's so it's so not uncommon to have somebody that you've seen multiple times, but it takes them, you know, it's the fifth booking before they'll ask for what they really want. You know, and you go, oh, babes, we could have been doing this weeks ago. <laughs> um, that's common. It, <clears throat> it's, you know, yeah, it's really common for them to speak in the booking about their feelings, thinking, They've done the wrong thing. Um, and, of course, I mean, there is there's certainly those that have partners. There's the shame of, of cheating, and that's, that's obviously a whole other thing. Mm. Um, but, yeah, there's so much shame there. And, and, and has anybody know, ever, speaking of, of the, the shame of cheating, sorry for interrupting you, but the shame of, has anyone ever come in, no, booked no. you, you know, kind of went to get undressed and went, oh, no, I can't do this. Oh, here, just take the money. I'm going to go. I have had one. I've had one of those. Yeah. Uh, which is unfortunate because they still got to pay. Of course, you know? yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> There's no refunds. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I, well, I suppose they wouldn't. But mind. yeah, I had one who. Yeah. Mm, I had what, this person who they sort of I think because they'd kind of paid and everything they wanted to they didn't they went oh I just won't I can't touch you but they just kind of wanted to look at me and got me to kind of undress and it was more like a strip show I guess yeah um, and then they left after five or ten minutes. But, and I'm not a stripper. Like, I don't have the skills. So yeah, it probably yeah, wasn't yeah, very good. not a burlesque dancer. <laughs> no, uh, I was like, I'm, I don't know how to do this in a sexy way. And I'm, I'm assuming, <laughs> you know, people, both men and women, ask you to do things that you're just not willing to do. So what's the most yeah. outlandish fetish that somebody has asked you, you know, to do that you weren't willing to do maybe, or, or maybe you were willing to do it, I don't know. Uh, what, what's the most outlandic yeah. or the more unusual fetishes? 
Yeah, look, I mean, that's a hard question, right? Because what is what's normal, what's weird? Um, you know, I've so something that I have done is I've got a a regular client who is a lunar, as in balloon, L O O N E R. Okay. Um, and they and so they come in the category of poppers and non poppers. So there are lunars who like the popping of balloons, and there are those who who don't like the popping. He's a non popper, thankfully. So I think I'd be very stressed by lots of balloon pop, popping. So, um, okay. So yeah. what? So what? What do you do with the balloons? Yeah. So it's interesting. We um he buys he buys them online. They're they're sort of adult balloons. Like they're designed to be able to take the weight of a person. So they're large balloons. Okay. Um, and you sort of you can get some lube involved and about, like a lot of it from my perspective is very non-sexual. Obviously, from his perspective, I guess it is a sexual thing. Okay. But for me. Balloons don't arouse me, so <laughs> I don't arouse me either. Of... No, go on. No, and they don't arouse a lot of people. But actually, <laughs> no. apparently, the looning fetish is quite a common one. So wait, you rub but, what, um, what? You rub you rub lube on the balloon. Yeah, but lube on it. Yeah, and we sort of we bounce around, <laughs> and there's there's some good visuals. So you might have someone lay down and then put the big balloon on top of them, and yeah. then the other person lays on top, and you can sort of see through, and then their body's all pressed up against. Right. The latex, okay. like, yeah. So apparently that's quite appealing, and um, it's quite. It's a very. They're really joyful bookings. They're really, like we have so many laughs. It's we we blow up the balloons and and we just sort of play around with them. It's quite. Mm. It's very playful. Yeah. Um. Which yeah, for me, the first time I was like, am I doing this right? Cause am I supposed to be pretending to be getting aroused? Because I'm just not. Um, but uh, yeah, this particular client really, you know, he was like, oh, you've got the best attitude towards it. And I was like, okay, great. Yeah. I guess that's Let's a good thing. Let's just go for it. Just... Yeah. And, and when, yeah. Guy, when yeah. guys, when married guys, and what, sorry, well, okay, so what mm-hmm. percentage of your clients would be married or what percentage mm-hmm. of single are most married? I reckon for me, it's like 50-50. Okay. Um, and I think that has changed when I was now that I'm I'm a bit more um higher profile and I've you know done some media, it's uh increased the amount of single people that I've seen. Okay. Um but when I was less known, it was a higher percentage of married men. Um so I don't know okay. what I'm, that says. Maybe something about yeah, I don't know. And when they're <laughs> when they're coming to you, pardon the pun, when they're when they're, when they're coming to you, is it because their their wife has stopped having sex, their marriage is sexless, mm. or is it because they mm. want to do something that they don't want their wife to, or to ask their wife to do or the wife just not willing to do it? And and if so, second part yeah, of the look, question, what is it? There's a mix. Mm, mm. There's a mix. Um, I would say probably the majority it's that the relationship has lost intimacy. Um, and that's, you know, that's really hard. Um, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of the time... And they all tell the same story, which is not just that they're not having sex, but they're not, you know, they're not holding hands. They're not cuddling on the couch anymore. All the, like really intimacy. Um, and my personal belief is that you don't necessarily need sex, but you do need that human connection. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's, that's all part of intimacy, that's a, that's isn't a it? a big one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, I think, you know, I think that that is a human need is to feel seen and, and loved and desired by, by other people. And if you're um, doing... So that you're... is a big one. Yeah, if you're doing that with guys, you know, they want to, you know, so they want to have sex with you, but they want to cuddle afterwards and they want to snuggle into you. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yes. How how does your partner feel about that, by the way, your husband? How does he feel about that? Yeah, fine. I mean, he's he's a very chill guy. 
is very cool. Well, and have we, to be, wouldn't you know, it? I entered the industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, that's also, you know, most of my friends in the industry do have long-term partners or husbands or wives or whatever. Um, but because, you know, a lot of people don't say that publicly, so people don't realise, people just assume that sex workers are single. But, you know, I mean, we're professional daters. Like, I think obviously we're going to have good relationships because we're bloody good at companionship. <laughs> it's what we do, you know? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, but, yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty cool with it. Like, and he wants me to have a good time at work, you know? Yeah. If I come home and say I had an amazing day at work, that's great. I, yeah, I was just going to say, it's like an interesting day. You know when you, you, know? When you say to your wife, how did you get out yeah. today? Or, uh, I mean, do you, do you yeah. have the conversation? So he, you walk in, he goes, good day at work, honey. How many do you have? Any unusual clients? So it's kind yeah, of... Kinda, yeah. I mean, these days it's pretty boring, right? Like any job, he's, he's heard all the stories. But, you know, um, yeah, we, and I'll... I'll say, God, this guy said the weirdest thing. What the fuck? And, you know, because <laughs> we need to debrief. And, like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or I'll say, oh, he said this. Do you think that? And, yeah, we, uh, you know, we talk about it. And that's um, mm. probably less about the sex itself because that part's kind of boring. Yeah. Because um, that's pretty. It's more, about the, it's more certain... about the people, isn't it? The people watching yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's the people. Yeah. yeah. And because I meet people from all walks of life. And it's, which is super cool. Like, I love it. Um, and I learn about jobs that I didn't know existed. I say, what do you do? And they, I go, what the fuck? I didn't know that was a job. <laughs> like, what? You know, it's fascinating. I mean, it's I, really I cool. imagine the client, see, there's no class issue here, right? So, I mean, you can have anything no. from the guy that sweeps mm. the streets to a judge or a policeman mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. They're, 100%, yeah. yeah. And, you know, often, the, obviously, the people that are on a, a lower income have to save a, a lot more to, because it is a luxury service. It is you know, not cheap, as we've covered. But yes, you see um, people of all, uh, you know, all types of jobs, all uh, levels of wealth, all different cultural backgrounds. You know, I've had two clients that are priests. So, you know, it it really can be anyone. Dousing you um, in holy water is, before they did it. <laughs> oh God, I wouldn't. I would not sign up for that. <laughs> I'm and, not religious myself. I, I, so that I, would be very strange. Uh, I suppose, like a professional footballer or any other kind of activity mm. that involves, you know, being athletic, because you you got to be athletic to be having mm. sex all day, right? I, mm, there, mm. There's an physical, early re- yeah. yeah. There's an early retirement age in this, isn't there? Or or can you go on to do it till you're seventy years of age or sixty or sixty five years of age? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you absolutely can. I mean, I think it, it would probably change, you know, the volume, the amount of people you could see in a day and maybe the nature of, of the sex that you're having. But, you know, I know sex workers in their 60s, 70s and 80s. Um, 80s. And there is, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, my, produ- yeah. my producer is just, um, she's just fallen off the chair there. I can see her through the glass. It's, <laughs> <laughs> so so, yeah, I mean, so grandma is selling sex. Yes, yeah. There's mm. gilfs, absolutely. Gilfs, and okay, okay. Gilfs, yeah. yeah. Grandma, I'd like to. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Um, yeah. No, I mean, a hundred percent. There's like, I there's probably fewer for sure, and not everybody. And actually, and I was going to say, not everyone wants to continue doing it for their whole life. As for a lot of people, it's a stopgap or it's a, a means to an end. Um, but you know, I'm a lifer, and I hope to be doing it as long as I, you know, sort of am able to, and. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also sort of different way. Like you could then, if if physically, um, you know, I'm not. I understand that. Yeah, it's a, it is a physical job, and there may come a time where physically it's not um, 
reasonable for me to keep going. But then, you know, I offer cuddle only sessions and that's something I could continue yeah. where we stay fully clothed and we just cuddle and chat. Yeah. Um, do and what, just companionship, your, just the chatting. Or What do your family and friends think of it? Like, I don't know if your mum and dad are still with us or your brothers yeah. or sisters or siblings. What what do they think of what you do? Are they do they just not talk about it? <laughs> um, for a long time, we didn't talk about it. I mean, I, I didn't tell them about it for a few years, um, and then when I did tell them about it, it was kind of the elephant in the room for a while. But these days, they are incredibly supportive. My mum and dad listen to every episode of the podcast, and you know, is that not a bit embarrassing? Graphic. Is that not a bit embarrassing? Now, <laughs> absolutely. And I forget, and I just talk. You know, I just talk shit, and then <laughs> mum goes, "Oh, I didn't need to hear that," and I go, "Well." <laughs> You're the one that chose to listen. They haven't. You know? They haven't. They haven't looked um, at your content, have they? No. Oh God, I hope not. No. I'm, I think they're quite. Um, they know my work name, but being Jenna, um, and I think they they really try to avoid that. You know, they know. Um, you know, because they love. Like they'll listen to this. They love. You know, they're really, really supportive and um, love all the stuff that I do, but. Not the sex work, the activism, I guess, and the, and the talking about the industry, but they, they definitely don't want to think about any of that. But uh, what was that, about a month ago, my mum sent me an email, which is adorable um, in itself, <laughs> asking um, for sex toy advice because her and dad haven't bought a sex toy in 30 years or something. They're in their 70s. And she said, oh, we've, we've been looking and the, there's so many options and they're a lot more expensive than they used to be. And I'm not mm. sure I've got arthritis in my head. Oh, and oh, my goodness, I thought it was, it was, you know, a little, it was a tiny part of me that was like, oh, God. <laughs> um, but for the most part, I thought this is so wonderful. Oh, I'm, um, I'm getting loads of questions here, like, by the way. Yeah. There's loads of texts and WhatsApps coming in here. People want me to ask you questions. For example, somebody says. Oh, yes. Oh, well, I, somebody wants to know, can you give a, can you give average people like us some tips to turn on our partners? <laughs> Partners, a tip that turns on men oh. and a tip that turns on women. <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, I would say for both, the biggest thing, it's about desire. People want to feel desired. Okay. And so that's not even, you know, it's not a physical thing. Really wanting them, is we all want that. I think that one's, that's a huge one. So tell them how good looking um, they are. Tell them how wonderful they look. Tell them how amazing they look. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, with keeping consent in mind, right, and jump on them, you know, mm-hmm. Mm. Bring, it's that it's the passion. It's the people want to go. Oh God, I just want to ravage you right now. And obviously, yeah, you need to have their consent to do that. But if you're in a long term relationship or something, that's yeah. that's usually kind of accepted at that point. Yeah. But yeah, really, you know, really want them. Um, and those little things, the the hand holding, the little kisses in the kitchen, all that sort of stuff, is so um, it's so important because it, it's really hard. Because once all that goes away then initiating sex is this huge mountain to climb, you know. If you can, if you keep up that physical contact and the, um, whether it's romance, whatever you call it, you know, the intimacy. Yeah, because. Then you, going from that into yeah. sex is not as big a, a jump. Because as you said earlier on, the more you have sex, the more you'll actually want it. So for Ooh. those couples who find themselves yeah. in a sexless situation. And I remember we did an yep. experiment going back about five years ago on the, on the show. We did this campaign for a week mm-hmm. to improve people's sex lives. And we had a sexologist in the studio and all that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. we picked kind of four or five couples who weren't having sex anymore yep. in their marriage. And the yep. idea was for seven days, they had to have sex twice a day. Yeah. And yep. by the end of the seven days, <laughs> three, <laughs> three, of, three of the four couples 
uh, were like rabbits. Mm. They loved it. And, and yes. Because it improved yep. their sex life to have sex more often. Massively, because, yeah, yeah. Because we tend yeah. to forget how good it is sometimes. You know, if we if we kind of are, yes. we're avoiding it all the time, I suppose. Absolutely. You know, so and we, I, you know, I do it at work. The amount of times I go, oh fuck, this is good. No, it could be that good. Yeah. Somebody wants to know. By the way, somebody's texting in here <laughs> yes. and says, "Has she ever? Have you? Uh, well, you have you ever been in any danger? Mm-hmm. Have you ever? Have you ever felt? Have you ever been in a very dangerous situation? Or you felt that your life has been threatened? Um, yeah, I have. Um, only, you know, a, a couple of times. Um, and that, that is a factor. And I, I, I'm going to use this opportunity to preach a little bit because I believe that the, um, the laws in Ireland um, criminalise the buyers of sex, um, which is... That's right. And uh, we only changed those laws. And I, I'm really... We only changed those laws four years ago. And believe you it or not, I'm, I'm in a, No, no, no. That they're the new laws you're talking about. In Ireland, up to four, five years ago... Um, sex or mm-hmm. the sale of sex wasn't illegal. Um, it was legal. Yes. Um, but you couldn't solicit. Yeah. In other words, you couldn't stand out in the street waving your leg in your fishnet stockings. Sure. Or you yes. couldn't curb call if you were a yeah. guy. But people could do it online and, yeah. and arrange it online, go to apartments, whatever sure, it is. Sure. But now, uh, a female minister for justice at the time made it illegal to purchase sex. So now if you're caught even, you know, thinking about it, purchasing sex, um, you're criminalised. So basically, what it's done is it's put the industry. Oh, oh, oh! Hang on! Oh, I've lost her there. Sorry, I'm gonna to have to get her back. Oh, I do. And the most important part. Hang on, we we'll get her back. We will. I do apologise. Um, Jane will get her back because I got. I've got a minute and a half. You better get her back because we've got to say goodbye to her very quickly. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so the in case people didn't know that, by the way, in this country up to five years ago, the sale of sex wasn't illegal, um, and the purchase of sex wasn't illegal. But the act of solicitation was illegal, which kind of made prostitution illegal because you couldn't prostitute openly. In other words, you couldn't have brothels or anything like that, but you could buy sex online. In other words, I mean, online sites where escorts offer their services, and there was nothing illegal about that. But five years ago, we made that illegal because you can't now legally cannot purchase sex in Ireland. And sex workers, of course, uh, defended their position at the time, and they were right, and they turned out to be right in the end, that all it did was drove the sex industry underground, which made it more dangerous for women. And I think that's probably what Jenna is going to talk about as soon as I get her back on the line. Um, and I think she's back. Sorry, Jenna, I was padding for time while we got you back there. But I think I was explaining to my listeners uh, exactly what I was explaining to you just before you got cut off, um, that essentially it, it is illegal now to purchase sex, which has pushed the industry underground. And it's, there's a bunch of other things that come along that where it's also illegal to work in pairs, for instance. That's which, right. Where I live, we have decriminalisation, which is fantastic. And that means that I can work with a friend of mine. Uh, and that is a huge, I mean, that's a, a really standard safety thing, you know, and I can check in with my friends and say, or my husband, which is usually what I do. Um, and I can say, hey, I've arrived, all's good. You know, I'll message you at 11 when I'm done or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sort of thing is, is criminalised under the, the, the um, system that you have. Yeah. And essentially it, it criminalises a lot of the safety techniques that we use. Um, so, I, you know, I'm incredibly privileged to live in one of only four jurisdictions in the world that has decriminalisation. They have been, um, now they where, have been talking you know, about it very recently here in Ireland, a more serious mm. they, they have been talking about that very recently, about decriminalisation. Good. Uh, I think they believe Good. now they made a mistake with that legislation going back four years they ago. They absolutely did. Absolutely. Well, look, <laughs> the, it, it the has been amazing yeah. talking to you, but before you go, 
Uh, one mm-hmm. of our listeners uh, just wants to come on the air. Hang on. Joe. Hi, Joe. Hello, Niall. Good evening, and uh, good evening to that, uh, that Jenna, lady. Jenna, Jenna, Jenna. Jenna, Jenna. Yeah. Nice to talk to you, Jenna. Now, be, be, before she goes, you, you wanted to come on and you wanted to sing her a song. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, think, I, think Jane, I think Jane is going to put me under cloud nine some night the way, I'm, the way she's going. Go know? on, Joe. Go on, Joe. I'll, I'll just sing a little verse. That's all. I'm not going to go any further than that, though. I'll just sing, hush, okay. little baby, don't say a word. You can buy me a rattler or no, something like that. That's all I can sing. <laughs> I thought you were going. See, we thought you were going to sing her an Irish song in Irish. Yeah, in that's Irish, what I was oh, Jesus. expecting. Uh, well, I could. Well, I could sing. The, I could do a bit of the national anthem, but I think I'll. Uh, I leave that to Padraig and his comrades, like you know. Oh yeah. Well, listen, Joe. Thanks very much indeed. Appreciate it. See you, Joe. Bye. Thanks, Noel. Uh, good, good, good night. I thought he was actually going to sing you an Irish song, but that's not what he was going to do. Yeah, I was expecting like something a traditional, yeah, a traditional kind of Irish oh. song. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah. a, that's what I thought it was yeah. too. Anyway, Jenna, yeah. if people want to look at your content online, where should they mm. go, or where can we direct them to? Probably the, my website's jennalove.net. That's probably the easiest, and then from there, you can find all of the crap that I put out into the world. JennaLove.net. That's JennaLove.net if you want to go on and you want to see the content uh, online. And I'm sure if that's the kind of person you are and if that's what you're looking for, it'll be well worth it. Uh, Jenna, it's been really interesting talking to you. I I could talk to you for hours because it's just so interesting listening to your line of work and because so much people don't know about that line of work. And for for people who kind of get a bit judgy, it's just a job. It's just like any other job. It just just involves sex. (laughs) Jenna, listen... Yeah. Thank you very much indeed. And I appreciate you coming on the air and talking to us tonight. Jenna Love. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me, Thanks. All right, see you. Bye. Don't forget, Google her, by the way, if you can't find her. It's easy enough to Google her. There couldn't be that many people in the world called Jenna Love. Uh, JennaLove.net is her website if you want to go on there and have a quick look. Um, that sounds weird. If you want to have a quick look at her, it's not like she's an animal in a zoo or something like that. But go on and have a look and uh, have a look at her content. There you go. That's how she makes her bread and butter. Jane always finds these very interesting people at the end of the night, doesn't she? Somebody else wants to come on there now and sing to her as well. Is, is there something wrong with you all that you want to come on and sing to her? But if you had, a, if somebody had come on and sang in Irish to her, you know, she would have appreciated that. Hush, little baby. <laughs> Joe, Joe, what were you thinking? Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Sick.